Good morning, world. Today, we're honoring Black history. In fact, we're going to be honoring Black history the entire year. After today's conversation, you'll understand why I say the entire year. So we begin today with this quote. Freedom is never voluntarily given to the, by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Martin Luther King Jr. said that. And when I read that this morning, what struck me was this, that when I hear the word oppressor, I often think that the oppressors is outside of me. What if inside of this quote, freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Mm. What if we are both the oppressor and the oppressed? The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Welcome back. These percussions woke you up, I am sure, but to wake you up and get you really present. Thank you for being here, everyone. If you're listening from Africa, if you're listening from Europe, you're listening from Haiti, know that today's conversation is just for you. <laughs> Now, when, uh, when we said earlier that we're dedicating this episode to Black history, you might be thinking to yourself that we're thinking about history that may not be yours. Well, consider this notion that Black history is everyone's history. Mm -hmm. And to usher in this conversation, we have this question. Why Black history must be distinguished? And to lead the conversation, I have my very good friend, Sheila James. Uh, Sheila, I will never stop saying it. <laughs> And uh, I, don't, I don't care how it makes you feel. <laughs> the life I live today, the leader I am today, the mm. force I am in the universe and on this planet is all because of you, your mm. coaching, and your love for me and your love for people in general. So I'm going to say just a little bit about you. Mm. Sheila is the CEO of uh, her own company, St. James Media. She is an empowerment coach, podcaster. She runs Sheila Speaks, her own podcast. She's an author and facilitator of this, the 2020, the next five years, a six-session empowerment coaching series designed for you to create a blueprint to leave an imprint and legacy in your life. So you want to make a dent in the universe? Get on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Bring today's conversation to you, led by none other than my very good friend, Sheila James. Sheila, welcome to The Daily Huddle. Thank you, Sorrel. What a generous welcome and introduction. Thank you, Giovanni. It's so great to be back on The Daily Huddle. 
one of my favorite shows. So those of you listening, thank you for listening. So um, prayerfully today, I will do a, a, a somewhat decent job in creating why Black history, our history. It's our history, ladies and gentlemen. We built this country. We built it, built it, built it. So why our history must be distinguished as that and begin to be integrated into history so that the truth, and I really mean this, the truth of this country can be told. Said another way, so that the United States history can be accurate. We used to say this thing when I worked for the last, co the transformational company I worked. You want to make sure your work is accurate, up to date, in use, and usable. Accurate, up to date, in use, and usable. Well, we want to make sure that we distinguish our history in such a way such that the United States history is accurate, up to date, in use and usable, and actually integrated into the mainstream of who we are, where we came from, just getting accurate about where you're from. Now, some people resist DNA. Well, last year I did my DNA. And it changed me. And when I got ready to open it up to see where I was from and what this and that, and I cried before I could even open it. And to see I was from Nigeria and Cameroon and how much of my DNA was from Ghana, etc., blew me away. And they could tell from each parent. Now, I wasn't planning to go this way, but here I am, because that's part of the genesis of who you are, is getting to know who you are. I didn't even know it mattered till I did it. So do, do with, that as, with that what you may. So in terms of Black History Month, this month that's distinct, that we distinguish out, it's an annual celebration of achievements by African-Americans and a time for recognizing our central role in the United States. Inside of that history, we have our culture, Black culture, which refers to our contributions to the culture of the United States, either as part of our distinct from mainstream American culture. So we have our culture, we have African-American culture, what have you, but here's the thing, we came White men came from the United States to bring us back to do what? Whistle Dixie? No, to build the country. So it's our history. And it goes back to everything from many of the inventions in this country, many of the ways we do business. You know, uh, you have to study it and get beyond the few people that we sometimes, especially teachers, um, we talk about a few Harriet Tubman and Dr. King, except there's so much more. There's so many things that we discover. There's so many things that we're not being compensated for. You know, there was a time in my life, Sorrel and Giovanni, when 
I didn't believe in reparations. I'm like, what are they talking about? But as I really begin to delve into and dig into, let's just take George Washington Carver. Um, and I found this in one of my, my books as I studied. He, it says that he actually saved the South by getting them to switch from single crop farming to raising the many plants he found in, and uses from the peanut. Car it says Carver saved the whole country just with the peanut. But Sorrell, Giovanni, Stacy, here's the problem. We're not getting anything from Skippy peanut butter, okay? Nothing other than we use it. And we spend, as a consumer, a lot of money on it. Do you guys follow where I'm going with this? Aunt Jemima, well, who's the state is receiving those dividends? Who made the pancakes? I was talking to Sorrell, do you know that a black woman actually discovered the formula for Coca-Cola? Who knew that? She was out creating, she, working for Massa, and who was in the kitchen, damn it? Making a concoction, concoction for his headache. And from the coca plant, which at that time actually had some cocaine in it. You know, I don't know if y'all, some of y'all are too, too young to know. You could only drink a sip of coke back in the day. Your parents gave you a sip and a half of buffer and a man, you were healed. Okay. That stuff used to fizz up. You'd be like, <laughs> you know, before they made it all syrup and water. And now we get cancer and it helps you keep your battery. I'm not saying not to drink coke. I'm just saying. You know, when your battery corrodes, you put Coca-Cola. Y'all know that, right? But back in the day, back in the day, when you, uh, yeah, she was making a concoction for the headache and some other ailments. And then this drink comes up. And you hear the story about the man who paid $300. You hear that story, but you don't hear who created that. All right. And the only people who make the big money from that are people who work for Coca-Cola. And they have stocks and dividends. So what am I saying? We've not only got to distinguish our history, Black history, it's, it's not enough to now just acknowledge the contributions. We've got to see how to connect that, go back to our roots our contribution, begin to rebuild this country and to honor and acknowledge everything that we've done. Oh, what about Latimer? Edison did not just discover the light bulb. He got all the credit, but no, Latimer, he was this patent guy. He did that work. The filament, I think it's called. I don't have all my notes in front of me. You guys, some of you who know far more than I, you can go person by person, but you don't know that. And when you don't know who you are and you don't know whose you are, you can't be who you ought to be. If someone keeps telling you that you're an animal, you're an animal, you're an animal, you're an animal, after a while, who do you think you are? An animal. And some of that 
has infiltrated a lot of that, our communities and our inner cities. You guys, it can be turned around. Do you think we can't end poverty? Do you know how quick we send a billion and a trillion dollars to another country when there's a earthquake or a war? Here, just take here. Here's the, do you think we couldn't go to Vine City right here in Atlanta, Georgia, or Gary, Indiana, my hometown? It's not even that much work. When I came to Atlanta for Spelman, at Spelman College, now I know I don't look this old, but I'm about to age myself. But when I came here in 1975, the tallest building in downtown in Atlanta was the Hyatt Regency in 1975. I watched Andrew Young, Maynard Jackson, Herman Russell, uh, uh, Jesse Hill create this city as a model city. And I watched Atlanta Skyrise be built. I was a freshman in college. I watched, that was 45 years ago. And some of those buildings have been here for 20, 25 years. It doesn't take that much, Sorrell. It's this new generation. So people got to put on their thinking caps, own who you are, acknowledge who you are. And then we've got no governor is going to stop our history. He's a dumb dumb. Really? God, I'm getting riled up. But because I'm passionate about knowing who you are, transformation, altering what's possible, ending racism, inclusion. But we got to straighten up our backs. Dr. King says a, a man can't ride your back unless it's bent. That's something we have a say over. We can straighten up our backs. We got to think. We got to put our thinking caps on. We got to act. If you want a new life, you want to take new actions. We've got to take new actions. We've got to shift our thinking. I looked at the State of the Union address the other night, and it was pretty decent. But one thing no one will say is we're going to end poverty. And it's funny, that's the beginning of the turnaround. Because see, Sorrell posted his grandson. Uh, Giovanni has beautiful little girl, Maya. Some of you have children, grandchildren. But guess what? They still got to pass through the ghetto. Gun control is out of control. You mean everybody needs a gun? To, I need a gun to protect myself from Sorrell? I don't think so. Something's off. And what's array is inclusion, equity, equality. It's all tied in. I know you don't think it's tied in. But here's the last point this morning. And I don't even know if I did what I'm supposed to do this morning. I'm just on fire about what I am doing. But here we go. You know, when I was a little girl, my father was a silver, was a preacher. He went to Morehouse. He went to school with Dr. King, et cetera. And when I was a little girl, by the time I learned language, three, four years old, they were talking about fair housing, education, discrimination. Um, what are some of the other things, Sorrell, we deal with? Sorrell, uh, fair house voting. All that then. Why am I now, why are we still talking about that? It's bullshit. Why are we still talking about that? So somewhere we got to say stop. And my assertion is that it's in 
the miseducation and or non-education or the shift in context for who we are and what we've contributed. And by the way, some of you even listening have forgotten who you are or you never knew. Well, pick up the book, go to Georgia Public TV, look at everything, eat it up, learn about the systems that gave the system we now operate from. See, the system works, but the way, where it came from and what the system, let me say it another way, systems work. What doesn't work is where the system was concocted from and we live inside of it. That's what's not working. Now look, some of you educators and consultants and students, if y'all are listening, you can call this high-priced coach, but I'm telling you, I'm on to something. I know I am because nobody's talking about it. You're not, this is the last piece I'll say and I'll open it up. We're not, when you go to cure cancer or you go to get to the root of something, when you get your tooth pulled, they don't pull out half your tooth or you'll get an infection. You have to, oh, this is really good. You have to drill all the way down and get the root of that sucker out for it to end. We never drilled all the way down for anything other than the potatoes and the peanuts at the farm. But we got to do that with our lives, with who we are, so that America, not make America great again. America was never great. There's some great things. The last thing I want to say is to our men. Women, we, we tend to get it done. I don't know. We get in the kitchen, we talk, we laugh, we figure it out, we, we strategize, et cetera. We should be leading all the armies, actually. But to our men, the thing I love about our men is when you get the game and you learn the game and you master the game, nobody can touch you. You excel at the game. You take the game to the next level. So we need you to grab our boys. You want to deal with these teenagers? You got to grab them. You got to put your hands on them. And you got to teach them a new game. How to use the hammer. How to build a house. How to build your community. How to bank. How to do finances. How to speak. How to educate. They're in the conversation that we're in. And we act like, oh my God, no. Every time you turn on the TV, it's there. Fighting, violence, and sex. Sex, violence, and fighting. So you want a new life, create a new conversation. We want to distinguish. Hold on, something about distinguished, I want to say. Distinguish our history, Black history. Successful, authoritative, and commanding great respect when it is distinguished. It's eminent, it's renowned, it's prominent. So, okay, that's my conversation. Sorrel and Dio, I don't know if I did what y'all asked me to do this morning. <laughs> there the is no jumped all thing. over me today. There's no such thing as doing what you're supposed to, Sheila. <laughs> just doing what you do. And yeah. uh, it was just phenomenal. I have a question, right? Yeah. As you were speaking as a black man, I get that you were speaking to me directly. Yeah. Beginning to the end. And uh, 
you know, when it comes to black history, distinguishing black history is the job of the black people, my job. But I get the sense that it may also be the job of the other side, people who are not black, Caucasians, Asians, distinguishing black history may be the the may be the effect of getting to the root that you're talking about. Yes. Acknowledging the contribution that slaves, black people, people of African descent have been to the world. Yes. Is essential in my mind. And I'm wondering what you think about that. Unless we acknowledge that contribution, we can't really ever as a society uh, enjoy that contribution freely. Yeah, yeah, this is is perfect. Here's the thing, you're dead on. There's that quote of Dr. King, I can never be who I ought to be until you are who you ought to be, is for them as much as us. That's part of what the incompletion is. See, part of what it all is, is guys, this is gonna be a statement. Everything we do in America is tied to slavery. Everything. From the prison system, the justice system, how we do business. You notice how certain people never get out of debt? It's from the peonage system that was created after the slaves were free. That says once you get in debt, you never get out. Uh, Hello? Let me help you with your credit. Let me help you with this. Everything is to help you fix something that's already not working. So to your question, there's so much that they don't know and they don't uh, they don't even understand. It's a blind spot on both sides, Sorrel. It really is. And it's impacting everybody, everything, society at large, humanity. We've forgotten somebody's driving your car that was stolen and you got to kill them. Well, back in slavery, you stole a chicken, you might get killed. What's the difference? See, it's all tied to that incompletion, that that undistinguished blind spot, so to speak. And, and, And said another way, I don't know if people understand. What's giving you how you're acting. See, there's something deeper that's giving you that behavior. We're not dealing with that. And it's black people and white people. Why do you have to yank somebody out of a police car? You got to hate yourself. Do you know who you are? Obviously not. Oh, go to jail. Everything is go to jail, go to jail, go to jail, go to jail. Well, that was the end of slavery. How the farmers, they said, God, who's going to do our crop? Shit, the slaves are free. Oh my You know what they did? They found a way to put you in jail for everything, including adultery. And then they had you work for free, free, because you're in jail now. And when you worked in the, look at the documentaries that are going to be coming up on Georgia Public TV people, black and white. We're not clear. And, And this is the piece. Because slave, because it's been so disconnected, and nobody wants to own, even, and, and, you know, God bless you all, it's hard to own that truth, what white people did. It's hard for them. They're as stuck as we are. 
most of the laws are reaction to, I don't know what to do. Lock them up, throw away the key. Now we do all this other stuff, but it's a smokescreen for the unclarity and the not knowing. Listen to this, what's so? You gotta have a powerful relationship to what's so to have a transformation happen. Okay, sorry, I'm, anyway, Gio, anybody? Whatever I said was meant to trigger just that, so thank <laughs> You triggered it. I want to open it up and uh, let others ask questions or comment or seat on the hot seat. Yes, anyone? Giovanni, are you trying to get off mute? Yeah, there he is. I wasn't quite trying to get off mute. Um, given my um, the context in which I've lived in my life as, an, as a first-time immigrant, right? Yes. Um, and uh, I'm the first one in my family to, if you will, to come. And, or this is the, the new generation. I don't have an inherited view of um I don't have an inherited view that 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 uses my self-expression about progress. Mm. What I do have is the what I do have is this deep appreciation of what got built from what you're pointing to. Mm. So uh so so I, I think I mentioned it to you at some point at the day. One, one of the things that I didn't have before I I met you and and, and your self-expression around this and is I didn't have a profound appreciation of the boldness and tenacity of the leaders of the time, of the human beings of the time to cross arms for the possibility of a new future. Mm. I didn't have that appreciation. Uh, but I, 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 and I went to school for this, you know, I, I political science, international, yeah. this is my, this is my, actually my, my area where I went to school for. But not in being, I didn't have the appreciation as you started sharing of what, what they, what they actually face. How, how do they stand on? Uh, what we called a no agreement environment for the possibility of something new and face violence. Mm -hmm. And um, and so uh, so I have built my leadership, my self-expression, my love for humanity on the building blocks of that generation. And how since I've, I'm a first time immigrant, first generation, I don't I don't have what happened using me as my self-expression. I have the progress, I have the building, I have the blocks of progress of where, I, where I'm standing on. And of course I see disparities and I also appreciate where they're not. So that's that's where my view sits on, you know? Um, so that's, that's what's there for me to share for now. That is beautiful, uh, Giovanni, and well said. And it, you know, I know it's a, about time to wrap it up, it steps into my offering, which is ending racism 
which uh, Sorrell's going to put that link in the, um, I guess, chat or whatever. Um, but it steps right into so that we all get educated and connected to the source of the United States of America, not the fluff and the BS and the suppression and I'm too ashamed and embarrassed to say this happened. No, it happened. It happened. Now, but then we'll get to a place where we can say, now what? Let's clean this mess up. It's not working. I do not want to go get gas and be concerned about getting shot. That's what it's come to. That's the impact of being disconnected from what's so or the truth not being told for years and years and years, for unfairness, for inequality, for not seeing to it that everybody can afford a home of some sort, M medication, just the basics. Then we can really build something in this already fertile soil. That's what I have to say this morning. Mm. And Sheila, uh, thank you so much for saying that. And I want to trigger some last words from you with this. Uh, what do you say to the system itself or people who are listening who say, ah, gosh, this lady's just complaining. Get over What do you say to that? Well, how's that working? The people who, who are saying, get over it. How's it working for your children? We have children now jumping and attacking teachers. I have a good friend of mine who lost her son on the 17th bridge, 17th Avenue bridge right here, lost her 15 year old son. How's that working? Uh, I think, um, what's their name? Um, Nick Ashford and Valerie Simpson said it best, get up and do something. I'm doing something. It ain't all of it. I'm doing what God would have me to do. Just go do something. Your part may not be that big. It may not be that small. But do something. Take action. By the way, your access to greatness and success has always been from a complaint. That's what I have to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank always you, a complaint. Sheila. That's Thank how people you. discover things. Look at the Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, right. and thank you, everyone, for uh, your grace and your willingness to let this conversation touch you mm -hmm. where it needs to and to let it confront you the way that it uh, can. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. 
laugh out loud, from your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.